Welcome back to the Alara podcast. This is the second part of the journey to Abba's heart with Jennifer and MD. If you missed the first part, don't forget to tune back and listen. I love you. So yeah, um, I never really felt like my dad um loved me in a way that my dad like a dad. I didn't know how a dad was supposed to love a child. But I just never felt that love from my father since I knew or since I was aware. Um, plus, I never really had, I never really spent time with him. So I don't know. We just never had a relationship. And I just didn't like him because of other things. I mean, other things that he did, um, you know, he, I don't know if I want to share all of this. It's but, fine if you don't want to share it. Um, but yeah, there are just certain things that he did that to me, I don't know. I've always had a sense of justice since I was a child. Um, I know it's weird when I say it out loud because I, I'm that person that would go and meet a teacher and be like, oh, oh, hey, you're being unfair. You can't treat like this student like this because this person has money. And that was my problem with the church in the early days. Mm-hmm. And also one of the reasons I didn't want to associate because I could tell how they would treat like a pastor's child or how they would treat the highest, the person who donates more in church versus like someone who seemed like they didn't have much. So like I always had a sense of justice but anyways um back to my dad um i didn't like how he treated just a whole lot of things when it comes to like family marriage and all of that stuff so i never really had regards for him so even when my parents separated it didn't really affect me because also i thought because i never saw him in that light as a father even when he was a father to me yeah um but yeah um, fast forward to um, after I had that experience, um, first year of med school, obviously my life went downhill from there. I was very, very depressed. I started losing friends. I was suicidal. And all of these emotions and feelings began to um, rise that I was like, oh my God, where is this from? And excuse me, eventually, um, a couple years after, I think two years after um, the whole ordeal that I had in my first year of med school, I met someone who started praying with me. Okay. Or um, I met someone who God literally brought to my life because first of all, I never knew who this person was before I met him the first day. And the first day I met him, he collected my number and was like, oh, he wanted to pray with me. And mind you, I was in a place where I was like, I'm not doing this whole God thing anymore mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So I found it really weird that he he has never met me. He doesn't really even know who I am. And he wanted to pray with me. So he was pretty, what's the word? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um consistent so like he i eventually gave him my number and he would call me every day when i mean every day i had never seen that level of consistency in my life he literally called me every single day to pray with me and we would pray for like an hour an hour plus and everything so initially because i had also lost um i didn't know how to pray anymore because again i was going through that phase so like when we first started he would always he would sing the song pray the um lead the prayer do everything and me i'll just be there like okay do whatever it is you want to do when you're (laughs) just leave my phone kind of thing um and this happened for i don't even know how long but eventually like my spirit was able to respond to Mm -hmm. that and you know 
eventually i rededicated my life to christ and it was as though the moment i rededicated my life to christ god was like this is an aha moment i've been waiting for this moment since that, <laughs> that day um my first year of med school when i had that stuff he was like i've been waiting for this moment since then you can imagine and again another thing i'm going to say is that um christianity like your growth in christianity is like you going through school mm-hmm. if you fail a course you will repeat that course it doesn't matter <laughs> how long <laughs> it doesn't matter how long it takes like that lesson that god wants you to learn or that character yeah. that wants you to build that, that yeah. god wants to build in you he's going to build it whether you like it or not and he's not going to say oh you know it's been five years we've been going through this and this and this so you get a free pass me to have tried and tired even if it's 10 years he will be patient with you through that 10 years and when you're ready he'll be like okay now let's start the work um so anyways fast forward to then so after i had said praying with this person eventually i started joining the prayer and eventually i started leading the prayer and then i rededicated my life to god and when I did, it was so interesting because this um, pastor, Pastor David, shout out. Um, <laughs> he literally, after then, he stopped. He stopped calling every day um, because he was like, "I felt like I feel like you're ready mm-hmm. um, to go to the next phase, wherever that is, or wherever." Which was really strange for me because, like, most times then, like, I mean, I'm a fine babe. So, like, most times when guys <laughs> actually came in contact with me, it was always because of like they wanted to do something like because they liked me they had a crush on me or like something like that but like this was a whole different bug and i'm like okay wow like you were actually here for just prayers like nothing more and like so for me that was kind of like a different feeling Mm -hmm. best i've had like my whole life because i'm like this guy legit wanted nothing else but to pray like who does that (laughs) like um after after all of that um god began to reveal a whole lot of things to me um in terms of him as a father but then the thing is that if you've never experienced a father's love how would you know when you're being shown so like it's the same thing um, me, you know hold on <laughs> i <hit> my chest <laughs> um so yeah if you've never experienced your father's love if it's being shown to you you wouldn't necessarily tell what emotion is that's why like sometimes when i when i hear people who i know have never received love say oh my god i'm in love or oh my god i'm like how do you know how can you tell and i remember that was a question i used to ask god a lot people tell me that you love me i've read in your word that you love me there is so much that you have done like the sacrifice of how you sent your holy son how you said that you loved me first um so i love you all this love 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 that i've been saying from genesis to (laughs) revelation how can you explain it to somebody who has never felt love because Mm -hmm. love can mean or can feel different things to different people and you know one of the things he told me was even though it was not in the fullness, what this person did, which was Pastor David, was actually my love in human flesh. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> so like, you know, the feeling that you got that this person didn't want anything, they just wanted to be there, consistent. You know, he said explaining a lot of things to me and I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess that can make sense. So I said understanding the love of God. 
which is different from the father's love so i said understanding that oh god actually loves me he cares for me he's intentional he's this he's that and i'm like i mean i guess i can live with this um fast forward to i think a year after that experience um god said dealing with me with about my earthly father which was so strange because in my head i had even forgotten that i had an earthly father because to me he was dead like the moment like he walked out in that moment to like i created a whole story like when people used to ask me how to go where's your dad like i had this whole alter ego of who my dad was <laughs> so like my actual earthly father he's not dead though he's alive disclaimer but to me he was dead so um god began to bring my earthly father to my memory um Jennifer, and like before, before you continue how did you feel like it's one thing if somebody is actually not there mm-hmm. and it's one thing if somebody is there but not there do you get how did you how did you feel that's what I'm saying. I had no, I had no emotions towards it. So you blocked the emotion or what? It's not that I blocked the emotion. It was a thing whereby I didn't like him, even when he was there. So like him not being there did not make a difference for me. Oh, okay. I don't know how to explain it. Like there wasn't. I wouldn't say I was hot or I was. I mean, you know, eventually I realized that I was hot and I had like abandonment issues and rejection and all of that stuff. But like in that moment, I wouldn't necessarily say I had a feeling towards my dad or oh, I hate him for not being there or like I was hot or like, you know, I never believed like when people to- told me when I was younger that you, you come from a broken home. I never believed that ideology that I came from a broken home. I always believed that I came from a perfectly healthy home. Because there was nothing that I wanted that I lacked. Okay. Whether it came to like, I mean, in the sense of what I wanted then as a child, like thinking back, there was really nothing that I lacked again. But then again, it's not like I was really living, so. Yeah. But but was there a longing, you know, like when you see how your dad treats your siblings, like was there a longing that, oh. No. Actually, there was never a longing. I think I made, I don't know if I made peace with it, but I know there was one day that I was journaling. I can't remember when or what, what year, but I, I know I wrote, I think it was actually in high school. And I wrote in my journal how my life is actually better off because my father is not in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that meant then but like i knew that if my father was in my life it would have been worse i don't know how to explain it it's like i had a peace about my father not being in my life and i remember i used to tell my close friends then who knew my story that oh i think my father was just here to be my the sperm donor for my <laughs> father <laughs> um, but yeah i didn't necessarily have like a raging emotion like i wasn't distraught i wasn't i don't know how to put it again do you i think that it might have been unconscious like maybe 
consciously you you think you did not have but like you know like going down through line like because you're mentioning the part of you not being able to understand the particular the love of the father because it's not like you experienced it so i feel like there are sometimes that we go through certain things we don't really know if we to us it's like nothing but deep is doing something like it's creating yeah so like i would say if i'm to answer your question right i would say that i had no feeling or emotion towards it but not having a father impacted my life okay all right okay um so and how did it impact my life i definitely had abandonment issues so that is why like i used to i I mean i don't even remember when i first met you like i told you oh don't worry the friendship will not last like i give you six to one year (laughs) i had like i had expiration dates for all my friendships like and i you and it wasn't when they think that i was ashamed of or like i i would tell somebody like if i see that we're getting close i'll be like "Ah, don't get too comfortable after (laughs) one year and i'm not joking you always happen i don't know if it's manifestation or whatever (laughs) and i used to tell them i used to tell them like just prepare your mind something will happen before the end of the first year that will stop being friends and like it always happened like that so it made me have like i had abandonment issues so like and what does abandonment issue look like before somebody decides to abandon me i will sabotage the whole relationship in a way that let us just go you go your own separate way mm-hmm. let me go my own separate way so that way like i've already prepared my mind for it so if there is any hurt if there is anything like i mean i already knew it was going to happen so I never really fought for friendships. I never really fought for relationship. I just let it go. How, like, however you see me, you see me. Mm. If you don't see me, you, you don't see me. me. <laughs> um, so I had abandonment issues. I have rejection. I had rejection, um, rejection issues. And what did that look like? I would never actually go to meet somebody and be like, I want to be your friend. Yeah. I always felt like if this person rejects me, your mother can be the end of the world. Like, <laughs> um, so like I never really put myself out there. And I don't even think it had to do with like friendships. So I feel like it also dealt with um how I carried myself. Mm-hmm. I was really shy back in the day. I was really reserved. I was really I wasn't as outspoken. I wouldn't like jump on an opportunity when I see one because mm-hmm. of I was afraid that I would be rejected or like how would this person view me or how would I you know things like that so yeah not having a father or like that experience actually yeah. affected me in those ways but I not I didn't have any feelings towards my father oh, thank you so much for sharing oh. <laughs> all right you can continue so back to the father's love um so yeah um i began so god showed me all of these things that i just talked about you know rejection abandonment and he took he took me back to like the specific times as to when those things happened because i blocked out so many of my childhood memories i don't remember people i went to primary school with that's how bad it was um but i blocked out most of my childhood memories um excuse me and the holy spirit had to take me back to the root of the problems because one thing i realized about deliverance or healing is that you need to target the root issues if you don't target the root issues you can i can come out and say oh my god um i have insecurities or i have um 
anxiety or mm-hmm. I have one of these things. Um, and then somebody will be like, okay, don't worry, I'm going to come, let's pray. Um, God, take away her insecurities, take away her anxiety, take away this, take away that. But the root problem, if we don't target or if we don't reach out for the root problem, then um, that person is just a sitting duck because like something else will actually come out of that root. So like it's like you planting a tree and it has different branches. If it's a rotten, rotten um, seed that you planted, no matter how much you keep on cutting off the the um, the um, branch that comes out rotten, as long as that rotten seed is still in there, if yeah. you don't uproot the whole thing, yeah. you keep on producing rotten fruit. Oh my God. Oh, hold on. Did you really... Like, did you take a moment to think about what you just said? Oh my, it, oh wow. And that makes sense. You know why? Because sometimes we just cut off the branches and bring the tree so low. And then we're like, oh, I've actually dealt with anger. I've actually dealt with this. And then we give it time. And then it now germinates and grows again. And then, oh wow. Yeah. So, um, so for me like god actually had to take me back to the root and heal me from the root up so for me like my journey towards finding god's love or knowing the father's heart was a long journey it wasn't something it wasn't a journey of oh god showed me his heart today and then tomorrow i was like ah i am the ambassador for god i know what it means i know all of that stuff no because he had to deal with the root and you know dealing with the roots you need to actually start getting rid of like mindsets and i remember that there was this scripture that kept that kept me going um which says renew your mind yeah lord and everything and i would legit every day he would give me specific scriptures to what I was going through. Um, yeah. First of all, he had to bring me into the light so he would tell me who I am in him. And um, I don't know if you know the scripture of like your chosen generation, royal yeah. priesthood. So he gave me that one that he has called me out of darkness into light. So like I would have, I would have to like, I was literally um, affirming myself each day in those scriptures. There was one about... Um, um, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but he has come to give me life. So I would live life in abundance. And then he explained what an abundant life is to me. So like I had to like, as he was uprooting, like, you know, all of the stuff from my life, the fear of rejection, abandonment issue, yeah. like recreating memories that was twisted by the enemy in my mind he recreated them and he literally showed me genuine moments where i was happy when i actually felt love when i felt you know community because i never felt like my family was a safe space or like community for me and he took me back to memories of my childhood where like i felt love and all of that so he had to renew my mind i had to affirm myself he showed me of who my identity was and then like the scripture that broke me was one day i was in my bathroom yeah praying and this was like three years after my encounter with um this rededicating my life so (laughs) imagine he has been starting this whole journey this was like three years and i was in the bathroom and i was praying and i don't people that don't know me i don't cry for a lot of things right so like for me to cry like it has to be something Mm -hmm. So I remember sitting in the bathroom and I was praying and I was like, oh God, is that that I had like a lot of things on my list. And I just heard the Holy Spirit say, be quiet, be still. 
And I was like, bruh, I have a lot of things to offload on my chest and you're telling mm-hmm. me to, to be still. <laughs> so that moment I was actually still and as I was still, a scripture came to my mind and I think it's in Romans where he says, your spirit bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. And I think if you actually read all that scripture, that whole verse, it talks about how we have been adopted um, as God's children and how we call him Abba Father and all of that stuff. But the part that literally broke me was when he said, your spirit bears witness with my spirit that i am a child of god do you know what it is for god's spirit to be a witness with your own human like your own spirit that both of you are one that like literally he's saying i am his daughter and like it was an affirmation that i felt like i had never gotten in my whole life and as i read that scripture I broke down in tears and that was the first time I felt like I I experienced or I felt God's love in a deep way that was like wow this is what it is to be this is what it is to be God's child this is what it is to actually have um Abba's heart when he says that his own spirit is bearing witness with mine, who am I? That his spirit is actually affirming mine. And it was like, it was a thing whereby, you know how sometimes you actually question, I don't know if you do, but sometimes I question, am I, you know, am I doing okay? Am I good enough Christian? Um, am I pleasing God? Am I, and all of that is rooted from an orphan spirit because an orphan spirit seeks to please god and often spirit wants to do 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 so it's like okay am i like prophesying to a lot of people am i worshiping and everybody seeing me worship am i praying for long hours am i doing this but like in that moment the holy spirit was like it's not about all of these things yes you are doing an amazing job where you are at but i'm saying that like right now where i'm at where you are at is okay for me and i affirm you and that that was like everything for me. It's just so beautiful, man. It um, it broke me down, and um, I remember crying. And since then, I mean, obviously, it wasn't a thing where, by like, oh, after that day tomorrow, I was like, hey, yes, I'm Abba's child, or I carry this, you know, mm-hmm. name. But like that scripture, every time I was in doubt of who I am to Abba like that scripture would come again and it would come again and i i read that i meditated on that scripture so much that um, oh it became one flesh within you nobody can tell me (laughs) if you come and say oh this that that and like that actually i felt like that scripture was like obviously god had been building over the years but like that scripture was me actually really accepting this in my heart that God is really my father. And since that day till now, I've seen just that scripture break barriers that no preacher, no prayer warrior, no deliverance worker, no nothing could have done in regards to like accepting Abba's heart. Mm-hmm. Please, can you explain that scripture in like in like simpler terms for understanding? What scripture? Um, his spirit bears witness with her um so his spirit bears witness with our spirit is basically um you know how when a mother sees that well you know all mothers but like mothers are really love their children right 
when they actually carry their child for the first time i mean obviously they've been growing and grooming and all yeah. of that yeah. and now it's like this child has come out and they hold and like they have this love towards and it's like wow you were inside of me yeah you know that moment of like wow i mean this whole nine months was really worth it i can't yeah. believe the thing you were i mean obviously not a thing but like he or she or whatever it is well this you were growing inside of me and like it doesn't matter and like for me it's so funny how like mothers or new new parents will say oh my child is fine like at that we all we are in the medical field mm-hmm. you've seen a child come children are I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but they're not really that fine when they come out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But just to use that analogy, they look at that, and you're like, the most beautiful thing I've seen, like, bruh, stop lying to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is the best way I can... Because children, sorry. <laughs> I feel like that is the best way I can describe it in a way yeah, where... I understand. But I feel like, literally all these years all this time i've literally been with you grooming you and we've come to this place where literally my spirit it has always bared witness with your spirit but now like your spirit is agreement. it's like how even those babies like it's as though they know their mother like when you give them to their mother there is a whole different you know like what mother connection is it doesn't mean that i mean some babies don't like strangers but it doesn't mean that they don't want other people to carry them or, but like there is a different connection they have mm-hmm. with their mother because like bruh both of us we've been on this journey like I was <laughs> so like for me that that is the best way i can explain it's where it's like me and you we know this journey we know what we've been through we know all of these things and now like your spirit and my spirit is joining yeah, together yeah. as one yeah. and saying that you know i am like your spirit is actually agreeing mm-hmm. as god because i mean god has always called us his children he want you know that is his will for us yeah. he has adopted us since you know christ went to die for us on the cross but mm-hmm. now like both of both spirits are in agreement that ah this man is my father That's together <laughs> and there's nothing as beautiful as that you know like one-sided relationships is usually very hard or more even one-sided friendship like you'll just be frustrated but when both of you are in sync and you're in all like it's just the bond is just different like the bond is just so unique it's just so beautiful yeah. you know? And I feel like even after that scripture, the scripture that says um, um, we love him because he first loved us began to make more sense to me because it's like now my like I'm open to you. I'm open to the fact that I am your child. So it makes sense that I actually love you the way I do. I'm not just saying oh i love god because that is what a normal christian is supposed to say or that is what and i feel like i I never even use that term loosely but then like i began to truly understand this is what god's love is and now how can i reciprocate this love it wasn't a thing of like oh god like um this is my to-do list it was a thing of okay now i really want to know your heart yeah i really want to like not because of I there is a reward at the end of the day, or not because of eternal life. Like there was there's a writing I have like 
even if there is no eternal life like i still choose you that is how much in sync right where can we read where can we, where can we your fans where can we get the writing um, uh, it's my personal writing oh, wow <laughs> i get you that's that's such a beautiful journey and and um, why um like i really do like your journeys because from the age of 13 that was when your acceptance to christ came in but like listening to you and the whole thing of rejection abandonment suicidal thoughts and watching you actually grow to be the person that you are now is just such a beautiful thing like this is like evidential growth you know like you're not it's not just like oh i need jennifer like and even me like being your friend i have been able to learn like certain things about the faith you know and it's just so beautiful like it's beautiful to hear your story and my it's my prayers are coming to an end that god will keep on making a name for himself with your life you know like i've seen you help so many people like if you guys need deliverance jennifer is supreme <laughs> she'll always run away <laughs> but yeah yeah jennifer like i'm so grateful and and you know you know like it's I, I'm also grateful to God that I had an opportunity to meet in you because like we've talked about this before. I met Jennifer when she was about to leave, like the period she was about to leave. And it's been it's been years of growing and building. I mean, we don't always agree, you have <laughs> Jennifer and I, we don't usually agree, but I've learned to have like mature conversations. Like even if we don't agree, we understand why we're both not on the same page and why we're reason together. And even when it comes to my faith, I have learned transparency and accountability with Jennifer. I'm not just saying this because you're here, but you're one person that has taught me to be like, um, I would say naked and unashamed. Like I can call you when I'm going through no matter how, how bad a situation or whatever I'm going, whatever phase I'm going through, you're someone that I can, like I can call and I never feel judged, you know, and that can only come from someone who has understood the heart of the father, because sometimes like you might call people within the whole Christian body and they're like, ah, ah, even you too, you're this, you're that, you're doing this, you're doing that. And it's like, you're so scared. And so you begin to continue, you begin to, you still continue to play religion, you know, but like being with you over the years, it's been it's been god has put you in a place where i can come and tell you oh jennifer this happened and you're like oh why what are the things that happened what are like we talk about the whole thing and then we pray about it together and we've seen ourselves come out from different situations so i'm not just grateful for the fact that you introduced me to god as abba father i'm also grateful for the fact that i have a very good relationship with you and I pray it gets better. Like, please don't cut me. Don't cut me. <laughs> I don't do yeah, don't cut me. I love you so much, Jennifer. And thank you for coming. Thank you. You have any last thank words for having me? You have any words um, here? Last words. I would actually say that um, your relationship with God is a very personal journey, and this isn't to discount the church or community or anything like that but most of the experiences you will have with god 
are very personal. If you look at the apostles in the Bible, I feel like one of the reasons they were able to do the things that they were able to do was their personal relationship with God or with Christ at that, at that point. Um, if you look at the greats that we have, Benny Hinn, Katrin Koma, Apostle Joshua Selman, it, it comes from a place of their own personal relationship with God. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't listen to your pastor or shouldn't listen to people who are wiser. I mean, I believe that God created and gave us wisdom for a reason. But your relationship with God, your intimacy with God should be your number one priority. You should have a secret place where you go to seek his face. And also like your journey with God is not is not a it's not a race, like it's not a marathon. Um it's not a sprint where it's like, okay, let's let's go to the finish line or let's get to the finish line. I feel like sometimes as Christians we our eyes is so set on the finish line that we don't know that a lot of things happen during the process we forget the process but the process is as important if not sometimes more important than the finish line because in that process is where you learn a lot of things is where you build character so if you are someone who has ever struggled with um not understanding the father's heart or if you come from a broken home in court i don't like that term but you know you never received an earthly father's love um there is a there is a heavenly father who loves you and trust me he loves you better than your earthly father would ever love you um i know i used to tell you this jessica that i've um nobody can ever say that i don't have a father and it's not because of any other thing but because of the kind of love i've received from god and I think even that love has been there since I was a child because it makes no sense the kind of comfort and peace I had without an earthly father. Yeah. All through my life, like I would legit fight people who would come and tell you, oh, your life is incomplete because you did not grow up with a father or like, because you know people always make made statements like that or like, you know, your family is like this or you turned out this way yeah. because of this. And I never had a struggle with that issue of like, oh, I never had a father. So like my life is incomplete. And that's because I know that the Heavenly Father was always there for me. So patience is your number one to go. Mm-hmm. Like if you're failing your course on patience, go and pass it because <laughs> <laughs> you need it to your walk with Christ. So yeah, that's what I have to say. And what would you say to people who is like who feel like they've fallen short, like they started the journey and it's like there's a relapse please i started my journey when i was 13 um i'm how old now 25 about to be 26 and it's still a journey for me and honestly it's your journey embrace it embrace the falls embrace the that that is what that is what i said about process you know it's all part of your process it's all part of your story no one can tell you how to write your story except god um, if you've fallen down, know that he's faithful and he's just like, basically, the Bible literally says he's faithful even in our unfaithfulness. God is a faithful God and he loves you so much. So he's not even looking at your um, your shortcomings. And I feel like sometimes it's actually pride when you don't go to him after your shortcomings because it's like, yeah, yeah he doesn't look at any of that. So if you are in that place where you feel like, um, you're falling short of God's glory. First of all, you can't fall short of His glory. Um, just go back to Him. It's as easy as saying, God, 
this is where i'm at and i feel like another thing is um with jessica i think you highlighted is you know coming as you are vulnerable transparent um taking aside religiosity because religiosity in this day and age makes you want to be perfect or makes you want to come in a certain light and in a certain glory but god wants you to come as you are and i think that there is a reason um david was after was one after god's heart yeah because if you read psalms you will know <laughs> if i just even read the story of david himself like you would actually know that the guy wasn't a saint but he always knew to go back to god yeah he always knew like to go back to god whether it's to sit down in rags whether it's to dance to, to his naked he knew to, he knew that her. i found a short though there is only one person only one person in the whole world and that is god in the heaven at hell to go back to god so it doesn't matter what you've done like every every person that we look up to in the bible have done one of the things you've done is it lying is it stealing is this is it adultery is it killing like you name it there's somebody in the bible who god still used that have done it and god did not say oh you did this so you know turn back depart from you you satan ever in that place just go back to god be vulnerable tell him where you're at even if it's still a work in process tell him god this is where i'm at i know like when i was when i was dealing with like even still with the fear of rejection and everything i had moments where i was like god i'm going to walk into this friendship scared i'm going to walk into this relationship scared i'm going to walk into this commitment i'm going to do this application scared i'm going to and i realized that the moment i put god in it like most of my anxieties flee like sometimes when i do certain things or when i say certain things my friends are like are you okay is this normal <laughs> you have to come for my liking you have to yeah. i'm like nah it, it, it took years of like building to get to this place so you don't just arrive again the process sure there was one there was a book you you bought for me one time um i think i was battling with rejection what's the name um um uh, at this point i can't remember i think it's overcoming rejection but i don't think that's a name but yeah that's another thing you can do read books and watch sermons um okay read books and watch sermons because again i think that's another lie of the enemy to make you feel like you're the only one going through this yeah but there are people in this world that have gone through things that you you are presently going through. Um, I think there's even a scripture that talks about everything that we are going through presently. He has gone through it, which is God. So while he was on earth, he literally has gone through it. Like all the temptations that you can think of, God has gone through it. Like Christ, when he was on earth, has gone through it and he has over, overcome it. So we actually have Mm. empowering us to overcome it because christ has overcome it even when he was on the cross like literally he died for our transgression so like even your future sins like he has helped you overcome it so you need to go to him not run away from him you need to go to him to overcome it like the bible calls us more than conquerors so yeah that's why why are you wasting your energy (laughs) abba I know. And that's John 16, verse 3. I have told you this thing so that in me you have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world, just in case anyone is looking for that scripture. 
All right, Jennifer, thank you. Could you just lead us in a salvation prayer and we go? Salvation <laughs> <Just> prayer. <laughs> um, okay. Abba's heart. I mean, I guess Abba's heart is more like it, but um, whichever one. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. We glorify your holy name for this wonderful session. We thank you because you are here in our midst. I thank you for everyone that will be listening. I thank you because I know that you would touch their hearts and those, oh God, who did who this episode or this podcast is for, God. I pray, oh God, that you even begin to do a walking in their heart right now, oh God, that you begin to convict them, oh God, and you help them know that you are close to you because you said in your word that you are close to the brokenhearted. So it doesn't matter how far gone they are but lord even as you brought the prodigal son back home you can bring them back home so i pray oh god that even this podcast oh god would be a reminder of your intentionality towards them it will be a reminder of your love towards them it will be a reminder of how you care how you have always been with them how you have never left nor forsaken them for a moment i pray oh god that they begin to encounter your your heart oh god i pray that their heart and yours oh god begins to um becomes one and becomes in tune oh lord i pray oh god that you would help them oh god father lord even on this journey oh god to be patient and go through with the process oh god i pray oh god that they would not run oh god but they will walk with you and they will build intimacy with you mm-hmm. lord, because i know that you are calling us into a place of intimacy and you're calling us into the secret place i pray oh god that even this generation and the generation to come oh god we seek intimacy they will seek you not just for the gifts not just for the things that you give but they would want to know you they would want to experience you they would want to know your heart thank you lord jesus oh god because i know that this is what you're doing in our lives oh god this is what you're doing in their hearts oh god and this is what you're doing in their minds i thank you lord jesus for even renewal of minds oh god father lord, for those who will be listening oh god for those who will be tuning in i thank you because i know that you are renewing their minds in you daily it is not a monthly thing it is not a yearly thing but daily you renew their mind those oh god who have been dealing with rejection those who have been dealing with abandonment i thank you because you are you are breaking them off the chains of rejection you're breaking them off the chains of abandonment father i thank you because you're setting them free Father lord even as they listen to this prayer i thank you because you're setting them free because indeed you have set the captives free i thank you lord jesus because you said who the son set free is free indeed and i thank you because indeed they are free they are no longer bound by the chains of rejection they are no longer bound by the chains of abandonment father lord, i thank you because they are not orphans because we have been adopted by you we are your children and they are yours and i pray that they would never doubt that in jesus name thank you heavenly father we worship you and we love you thank you for loving us so much in jesus name Amen. 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 Thank you, Jennifer. I love you. And do have a great night. All right.